Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, a closeted lactose intolerant cum dump, Tim Lagman, a sex educator and podcaster is here to talk not only about their show, The Sex Ed with Tim podcast, but also their crush on an Asgardian movie star, Tom Hiddleston, who <gasps> most of you know as Loki from those little indie Marvel movies. So Tim, how Just are a, you? Just one of those little like <laughs> unknown movies made by a bunch of college grad students for the final paper. <laughs> oh my God, I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Kendra. How are you? I'm excited to talk about Loki, Tom Hiddleston. He's kind of mm-hmm. like a new crush of mine. I kind of didn't get it until he had show when when you asked me from like your list of crushes i was like this is the worst choice i have ever had to make <laughs> i am like meryl streep and sophie's choice and like who do i oh i love them all but uh when it comes down to it tom hiddleston has been the longest lasting crush i have ever had started out in high school and all the way up until me right now at 29 time but some yeah. i've had people who've had crushes like we had a lifelong crush it was juliet um lewis he saw her at five years old wow in, Be- in troop beverly hills and all the way to today yeah. mm-hmm. crushes mm-hmm. they are forever for most part for the most part some of them yeah. die off pitter patter <laughs> <laughs> so have you always been the type of person who's been like enamored with movie stars not really because i it takes a lot for me to be enamored by anyone period so when it came to tom hiddleston i was like wow this guy has a facial structure and then i started to like you know how like remember tumblr back when it was like good and it had porn on it i would like the good old days the good old days right scroll through tumblr and then i see like tom hiddleston's face photoshopped and a naked body and i was like (laughs) wow this is doing something to me so i did so much more stalking about like what's his personal life like does my last name ring with his last name tom lagman i'm like oh my god yes it does (laughs) (laughs) so like have you watched turning red not yet i'm so slow with movies that's all right (laughs) okay yeah but in turning red she has like she's a 13 year old girl and she's sketching her crush in her notebook and i was like wow i am very seen right now i am (laughs) sketching these weird little uh th plus tl4 evr like i i had it bad like really really bad i did all the stalking that i could possibly think of like how many languages do you speak when's your birthday and are we gonna be like husband and wife at any point because at the time i was crushing on him hard Uh, he was single sadly he is involved at the moment but the crush lives on was he sort of the first like movie star that you went that deep that you're like what's his social security number yep correct correct um he was the first crush that made me feel angry that i never had him Because, like, I would crush on a celebrity or a boy at school, and it wouldn't be too intense. Just, like, daydream from afar and everything. But when it came to Tom Hiddleston, I was, like, having a physical reaction. I was smashing walls and screaming into my pillow. Like, 
what was wrong with me? <laughs> so Nothing. You were in love. I was so madly in love. I still am. I love him. Even though he's dated behind my back. But it's okay, Tom. If you ever hear this, I forgive you. <laughs> but, so, like, you saw him. You were, like, a senior in high school. And I think hormones have sort of, like, settled into place. Not mine. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> not not Tim's. But they are still raging at that age. I remember like when you're like 16, 17, you're, I mean, you're still humping everything you can at any mm-hmm. moment. And then mm-hmm. you're like at the movie theater, you see Thor. I do want to know why not Thor? You went more towards Loki. Because I want a man with not as huge muscles. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Chris Hemsworth is beautiful. And I would go to the ends of the earth for him to break my back. But (laughs) with Tom Hiddleston, he's got the right kind of build that I like. And he's tall. And I have read, I believe it was Variety magazine that said Tom Hiddleston is the kind of man where it's a shame if you don't put him in a suit. And I'm like, yeah, correct. He should always be in a suit forever. I could see that because when he was uh, like, what is it, like presidential Loki, he looked very mm-hmm. nice, very suave. So sharp. Ugh, I dream about him almost every night. <laughs> Had you heard of him before, like the Marvel Universe? Nope. That was the very first time I saw him. And when he landed on the screen as Loki, I was like, <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, that, like speechless. It was that movie moment where your heart starts to rush, your pupils dilate, you get sweaty palms. And then it's like, I need to know everything about this man. So did you like go back? Because he had like a lot of movies come out that year. It was Midnight in Paris, War Horse. Like, did you be like, all right, time to hit the blockbuster? <laughs> was Blockbuster still there in 2011? I think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I it might have been like pitter pattering because I think I, I was living on my own by then and like I would go to the closing ones around LA and like get mm. the DVD. I definitely did some stalking uh, to see what movies I could illegally download. You didn't hear that, FBI. <laughs> um, yeah, because like, what was it? Netflix had a very limited amount of movies at the time. I don't even know if Netflix was out by that time. I can't remember. But. I definitely wanted to see like his complete body of work and his complete body. (laughs) Was he like, was Tom Hiddleston your type before you seen him? Because you said he had facial structure. That was it. His body was right. Or the people that you liked at school and other celebrities kind of fitting that similar mold? Honestly, I'm not too sure because when people ask me, do I have a type or like, what's the first thing you look for in a guy? I'm like, well, the first thing I look for is a pulse, right? <laughs> so, um, so with Tom Hiddleston, I don't know if he necessarily fit my type because I don't think I have a type. I just really like was enamored and captured by his presence, his aura, and I started to see all of the things that he was doing outside of acting, and I just started to fall in love. I think what many love about Tom is of course his role as Loki because he's kind of this hot bad boy but I don't think oh, he's so as bad as like they per you know he's supposed to be he doesn't no, have he's not heart you know he's not evil in like the Disney kind of evil tradition but not Ursula yeah although <laughs> Ursula was another crush that I had I was like do I like her or do I want to be her but 
be um, her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm gay for sure. Um, but with Tom Hiddleston, I just was bordering on obsession. I thought there was something wrong with me. I had to ask my friend. I'm like, should I go to the doctor or something? I don't know why I'm feeling like this. Do you think like liking Loki in any way kind of fucked up your head and been like, maybe I do like a bit of a rebel? I like toxic men. <laughs> there you go. I always need to. Adopt the toxic eye with a heart. Um, <laughs> no, I like uh, this is a self-sabotaging thing, but there's just something about men who go against the grain that is very attractive to me. I want you to have like a brain, think for yourself, and I don't want you to just be I don't know a sheep. Have original thoughts, whatever original means. But there's something. The changes about their sexual aura when they get intellectually stimulated, and I find that very attractive with someone like Tom Middleton because he's like a UNICEF ambassador. He does a lot of charity work and does knows like a whole bunch of languages, which is not surprising because he's a very intelligent person. So when I was first enamored by Loki, I was like, "Oh, who is this? I got to find out more about him. I've never seen him." I got to do more research, and then as I did more research, seeing all of the things that he was doing outside of acting, I was like, "Yeah, I'm in love." You said he he speaks like a lot. Of, he speaks like several languages. Which so language many. would you want him to like whisper sweet nothing? Spanish, 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 <laughs> all the way. I have heard him、um, in Spain when he was interviewing for Thor Ragnarok, and oh my god, it is the most. Beautiful thing to hear outside of his mouth. I just like I grab my vibrator and get to town. <laughs> Was, so is he? Like, he's British. Is he, yes, he okay, is. Okay, so he's British. Does the when he speaks Spanish, does the British have like does it have a British accent? So for the record, he does not speak any of the other languages fluently. He does speak it enough to say I'm bad at this, but <laughs> I just wanted to give my shot. And I'm like, you know what? I love that. I love that. More people should be doing that, but he does not speak all of those languages well enough to have a conversation. Just enough to be like, I respect your culture, and I'm trying to understand, and I want to learn more languages. He can get around the city. Um, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can't. He knows a few phrases. Like for me, I'm bilingual, and I'm trying to learn Spanish. So, like, I think our level of Spanish is the same, and that it's very elementary. Same. Yeah, I, so, I took two years, and it's like I lived、yeah. in LA, and I think he, taking the bus everywhere, I did hear a lot of Spanish. So I think I'm pretty good at helping people if they come up、yeah. to me, because like <laughs> a lot of them would. I, I am part Spanish. But, yeah. <laughs> like when like, you hear、mm-hmm. when you hear Loki Hills or Loki when you hear Tom Hiddleston will be like, Loki is más fuerte que. The su hermano. It's very like slow,、mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But like, I love that he's trying because I don't see many other actors like cultured, right? Like,、mm-hmm. I only know a handful of other actors who are bilingual, and that's such a turn on for me. But with someone like Tom Hiddleston, I'm like, you're really trying, and that's so hot. And of course, he's not just Loki. He's played other characters like、mm-hmm. Kong Skull Island, Crimson Peak, High Rise. Any of those characters kind of stick out for you as like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Ooh, that's hard. Why do you make me choose the hardest things? <laughs> oh, this is hard. Um, besides Loki, I did enjoy him in The Night Manager. 
That was great. Um, this is hard. Can I can we move on to another question? This is really difficult. <laughs> Hi Rise, he has a suit. <laughs> oh, but yes, High Rise in that suit. Oh my God, yes. Um, I remember I've seen he was in Skull Island, but I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember he was also in uh, Coriolanus in 2014. I totally just made that oh, the widest pronunciation, Coriolanus. Um, mostly because the poster is shirtless, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Great poster, but great poster. It's a great poster. So I fell in love with him. And he was also in Muppets. Like, <laughs> of all the things to be in, <laughs> Muppets. I love him. Kind of like, uh, it's just one of those things. Like, when you're a celebrity, that's kind of like you'd pee. Like, you, that's like a highlight. Like, getting with, to act with the Muppets or getting on Sesame Street, I think, would be a top thing of your career. <laughs> like, can you even peek after that? No. Uh, my thing is, like, Drag Race... <laughs> celebrity guest judge yeah or like uh, on chopped or something those are my top yes things. he would dominate the world if he was ever a judge on drag race i mean they had fucking andrew garfield who knows nothing about drag but so why not have tom hiddleston please i know they did like a what they did like a frozen runway they could totally do like a marvel inspired runway and he could be on i would love that he'd be a good judge for an acting challenge uh, he probably would if they had a good cast sometimes the acting challenges can be a bit rough this season's been good mm. though oh yeah but uh you noted that you and tom are both aquarius yes aquarius i'm not an astrology person so i want to know what does that mean <laughs> would you be a good pair because you're the same sign so i don't believe in astrology <laughs> okay. as strongly <laughs> as i let on even though I have like the CoStar app giving me daily <laughs> affirmations. <laughs> but with Tom Hiddleston, born February 9, 1981, and I am January 25, 1993. We are both Aquarius. And what that means is like we're the rebel without a cause. We believe in the underdog. We like the eccentricity of things. Just basically the things that normal society would deem weird. And that's me giving you the most basic Aquarius knowledge I could ever give. And I just am gravitating towards people who care about, you know, other things beyond themselves, which just happens to be an Aquarius thing. So for example, my favorite Aquariuses are Tom Hiddleston, Megan Thee Stallion, and Michael B. Jordan. And they all have like this drive to make the world a better place with Tom Hiddleston, UNICEF ambassador, with uh, Michael B. Jordan. I know he did a charity. I just forgot what it was. Zipping my tongue. But with someone like Megan Thee Stallion, she's not only like one of the best rappers ever, but she completed school for medical administration so that she can help the sick. Like, that's so fucking cool that you do that. So it's not so much about the Aquarius compatibility, but more of like, do you care about something bigger other than yourself and that's sexy to me i didn't know that's what she i know she graduated and i didn't know that's mm -hmm. what she got her training for her yeah medical administration she is the best so let's talk about the viral sensation that was tom hiddleston's behind uh were you a rabid <sighs> follower of the hashtag hiddleston <laughs> you're like yes oh. i've been at it <laughs> i was foaming at the mouth i was drooling i wanted to see every single gif <laughs> Hiddles butt, hashtag Hiddles butt in 2016, I believe it was. Oh my god, the the amount of time that I lost 
because of that hashtag. Like, I don't even summer. remember that year. I don't. 2016 was a rough year. <laughs> so I, I can't remember anything besides Tom Hiddleston's ass. It was so beautiful. It was so perky. And I couldn't get enough of it. I cry. <laughs> it's a work of art. Oh my god, it's a masterpiece. But it's so perfectly sculpted. Men's butt, they can be amazing when they're good. Not all of them are great. But do you have like a top three movie star ass list? Mm-hmm. Top three movie star ass lists. Uh, so Tom Hiddleston, number one, obviously. With the part in, I forgot which movie, but Chris Evans, when he was on the ground and Ant-Man was like, that's America's ass. Because that's a great ass for Chris Evans. And, oh my God, I, there's a clip of, oh boy, I need to take a breath because just thinking about it makes me really hot and bothered. The <laughs> video of Chris Hemsworth bending over it's not a movie but he's bending over i think it's on his instagram he's bent over he has a little leaf in his mouth and his back is arched in a way that his booty is popping out and he's trying to feed this leaf to a quokka which is like a a small little wilderness animal in australia and i was like bottom he's a bottom got it chris hemsworth is a bottom i'm ready you were on Tumblr. Was there a lot of like Loki Thor fanfic going on? <laughs> so much. <laughs> lots of like lots of things stolen from like Deviant Art when they would make Loki like a stripper because there was a scene where he where his like weapon or something like landed in the ground and he swung on it like a pole dancer. So the internet made a huge deal out of that millisecond of a scene. Uh, and yeah, my Tumblr was just filled with Tom Hiddleston fanfics and smut and sketches uh, what his penis would look like. And I'm like, <laughs> a girl can dream, a girl can dream. Like, I like Tumblr in that regard, but then sometimes I would just want to find a very, like, innocent picture of Alvin and the Chipmunks, and then, like, you search, and it would be, like, <laughs> wild. They're, like, in an orgy or something. No, like, no, like, right in my childhood. No. Oh, Brittany, no. <laughs> my childhood. I was like, why? I'm glad that Tom Hiddleston is my my adulthood crush, so that I don't feel so weird. <laughs> I did love Alvin, so to see that <laughs> a little much. So uh, you're my brother's age, which mm-hmm. means like you ha- you know what the world was like before the internet took over. And I think yes. in regards to like movie stars, like in the '90s, they seem like these untouchable forces, but because of social media, they're more like brands. So I want to know, do you think, like, social media presence can make you less likely to like somebody, like a movie star, or more likely? Because I know Tom kind of doesn't use it in that way. He definitely promotes things, and then he says, like, hey, check this out, like, charity out and stuff. Yeah, like, with Tom's uh, social media, like, on Instagram and Twitter, he doesn't spill much about his personal life. He builds his image around helping, you know, the underdog, the lesser and i kind of like that about him for the fact that this makes me keep the fantasy of tom hiddleston like he didn't say any problematic thing you didn't post a black square you <laughs> like yeah like you know you're actually doing something and you're, you're not like 
doing it for theatrics or for a show. So when he doesn't tweet about what's going on in his personal life and rather just tweets about uh, charity or whatever, it lets me uphold the fantasy and the idea that I have of Tom Hiddleston in my head. Like he's perfect. He's, uh, you know, not problematic in any way whatsoever. And that just makes me happy. On the flip side, do you wish that once in a while he would throw up a thirst trap? I would. Oh my god, I would. I would, I would, I would. There's this scene in... Have you watched the TV series, Loki, on Disney yes, Plus? Yes, I loved yeah. it. Remember that one scene where that machine just, like, zapped all of his clothes? Yeah. <laughs> I watched that scene an inhumane amount of times <laughs> because I'm psychotic. I am a psycho. I love that I just love to stare at him uh, with or without clothes. I love him so much. It was definitely the series (laughs) that made me look at him different. Because the Mm -hmm. movies, I'm not like a big, like I'll watch Marvel movies, but there's only like, I'm not, I don't stand them all, you know, it has to be a good Mm -hmm. movie for me. So I like Thor, you know, but the series made me be like, okay, like that's that gif from Matilda where Miss Honey's just like, lowering her glasses lowering her glasses like like, like, uh uh-huh like my husband's like so you like this i'm like yeah like the show yeah (laughs) fuck yeah i'm like how can you not love it it's tom fucking hiddleston like loki's on loki's on loki day loki day oh my god that and like i had a brief crush on um vision in wandavision but it did not be it did not beat tom hiddleston's crush i'm like this is the man for me. The man Vision for me. is more like he's a good guy crush. Like that's mm-hmm. he's, he's a cool guy. Not like I want to bang that guy. <laughs> like, he, like he is a good person, Vision. Yeah, I don't want to bang Vision. I just want to like I wanted him to cradle me. Yeah, I wish he was like my teacher. <laughs> yeah, like right. Crush. Oh my god, I want there to be a time where like. I don't know. Tom Hiddleston is my professor when I go to acting school or something, and then I sleep with the professor for a good grade. Ooh. Fantasy. <laughs> That's what I had in my notebook. <laughs> you were writing those Tumblr fanfics. Like I was never gonna post it for the world to see. Like I just <laughs> scribbled it on my notebook, and I doodled what I thought his penis would look like <laughs> with the horns. <laughs> Like super bad, you were the Jonah Hill character just yeah. everywhere. Loki dick. You're like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> what was wrong with me? What is wrong with me? So many things. Nothing. It's natural. So uh, this drive. I love. I love that we're talking about crushes because that's something that I uh, fixate on as a sex educator. Uh, when crushes, like if you Google, like how many types of crushes are there, you're gonna see dozens of articles that are like nine different types of crushes 11 different types of crushes 31 types of crushes and it's like holy crap how many are there but i like that when you boil it down to one description it's basically like this deep longing to connect with someone beyond the surface level because a crush doesn't necessarily have to be romantic it can be platonic a work crush or you know someone that like you want to be friends with like i I have a friend crush which is my best friend i want to like spend time with her i don't ever like want to have sex with her but i imagine us growing old together like the golden girls right like that's a crush 
Yeah, yeah it's a fantasy. So many types. You can crush on a show because it makes you feel something. You can crush on like a place because it has good memories. I, I crush nice. on Tom Hiddleston because he makes me feel things. Yeah, he makes you feel good. So, <laughs> speaking of, so but something that might not make you feel so good is Tom's real life love life. Is that something you like keep a tab don't on? don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like he kind of was low key, <laughs> low key <sighs> about it uh, until Taylor Swift. That kind of was like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, because anyone she's near is going to be like in the headlines. Yeah, I know. And it's like, uh, Taylor, let's <laughs> let's go to therapy for once. Let's not give the girls what they are, what's destroying them, you know? Stop with the heartbreak anthems. Get it. Taylor's version, 10 minutes. Oh my God, who has the time? I don't know. Um, 10 minutes long. Yeah. Or I don't know <laughs> how long. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I and like her recent stuff. And then... I, I get into a lot of trouble with the gay guys here in Toronto. Mostly because I'm not so into gay culture like I'll go as far as like drag race but when they're like are you a Swifty oh my god I love her so much I'm like um no uh okay so you must like do Lipa. who <laughs> like, yeah I get into you a lot have of have like a like a pop female person. uh mine for the longest time has been Kylie Minogue I do you know that's a big one in the scene. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's, but she, she's like from the <laughs> A while ago yeah she she was like a gay icon that i never knew was a gay icon and i loved her so much that like you know she's been at least one song per year in my entire life like you know when what was that song that's like uh spinning around move out of my way and then she comes up with this banger of an album called disco which she designed just for gay people that is on the <laughs> record i will say that myself so <laughs> Yeah, uh, mine is like Kylie Minogue, who is like a gay icon. But when it comes to like mainstream gay stuff, like Taylor Swift, I'm like, mm, oh, good. Her brand of white feminism doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, and mostly because I despise her because she dated Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, she can run him. <laughs> she totally can. Hate her. How dare you make that awful cover of Earth, Wind, and Fire? What one? What'd she do? Uh, September. She made it like a folksy, oh. kind of oh. boring thing. I'm like, why? Nobody asked for this. <laughs> I'll skip that because it should only be the version that it is. Yeah, the disco <laughs> version. <laughs> I do want to bring up the fact that Tom has yet to grace the cover of People Magazine's Sexiest Man issue. It's <laughs> been featured, but your other movie star crush... Paul Rudd took it last year. Do you think that was the right call? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> if it's not Tom Hiddleston, it is Paul Rudd. <laughs> he is such a hunk. Like, he has never aged since Clueless. I watched that movie again because that movie came out when I was born. So I watched it now as an adult and I'm like, he looks exactly the same. Isn't it He's creepy? so beautiful. <laughs> it's this is what happens to white people when they stay out of other people's business. You gra- you age gracefully. That's like, what they said. They're like, see white people? This is what happens when you're not problematic. Yeah, like look at Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, Jennifer Aniston. These are all white people that have stayed in their lane, haven't done any sort of black square or gotten to a Me Too <laughs> hashtag or whatever, and they still look great. 
plus that one scene it was such a quick like millisecond of paul rudd like dressing his wounds and you can see him flexing his abs i'm like oh my god my back is arching my toes are curling just turned 53 can you believe no can you believe yeah he does not look a day over his 30s it's, yeah, it's like I am old. I look older than him, and he's like, yeah, he's not right? I've got like fucking gray hairs on my face, and this guy is looking good in his fifties. I want that. I want him. If not Tom, I can have Paul. But you know, we're not white, so it's gonna be okay for us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, Christopher Jamal Evans, I'm in a sub. Okay, we're good. Paul we're good. Jamal Rudd. <laughs> We've reached the part of the interview where we give into the fantasy. So if you could live out your life with Tom Hiddleston and push his fiance out of the way, what would your lives be like? Uh, We would be living in, hmm, let's see, either like a high rise or uh, somewhere like, I I wouldn't say wilderness, kind of like I would take him back to my home country, the Philippines, where we live on the islands and we would have a zero carbon footprint lifestyle. So everything we do is like uh, environmentally friendly and everything we do is, uh, or everything we wear would be like biodegradable, we'd be fucking 24-7. And I feel like that's a happy retirement, a happy life, you know? We'd be helping the local community with like, I don't know, schools or uh, building shelters and going to Planned Parenthood and providing sex education for those who don't have access to it, right? I feel like we make such a strong power couple and we take over the world, thus making him the Dark Lord, Loki. And I'd be his first lady by his side. Lady Loki. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Is there such a thing? Yeah. Wait, no, I don't know. Lady Loki. Yeah, a lot of, um, okay. yeah, I mean, there's a Lady Loki. I want it. I want it so bad. I want to be with him so bad. I want to, I want him to be inside of me. <laughs> and be in him. Great. Go for the gold. Go for the gold. <laughs> the gold. Uh, I just want to say, Paul Red is the same age as Jennifer Lopez, Matthew McConaughey, Jason Bateman. These are all beautiful people. 1969 mm-hmm. birthdays, Kate Blanchett. 1969 was a great year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the start of the what sparked the, the gay pride movement. Well, there you go. Paul yeah. That's why. <laughs> they saw him and were like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 1969 <laughs> was the Stonewall riots, and then they. Paul Red's came out and yeah. all was good in the world <laughs> the world was brought to balance he was the avatar <laughs> now it's time to talk more about you and all the great things you have going on ah, so when right. you went in for your business degree did you ever think you'd utilize it uh, in sex education no because I was going from a business degree out of like necessity I was doing business at school plus escorting so when I graduated I'm like I don't know what to do because uh, for the record my business degree was in a focus on the music business which is a very unstable and volatile industry and it's a lot of like ass kissing and rubbing noses and that, that was like not sustainable for me so I took a year off to figure out what I wanted to do and I'm like you know what I am 
pretty damn good at sex. I know how to run a business because I graduated and with honors. So I think I can make a business, a sustainable business out of this. And look where I am now. I'm doing a podcast. I am coaching, hosting lectures, uh, writing. I have an advice column. So it's all been pretty good. Like I think when we think of sex educators or just sex, you know, people in the world like that have those careers, we think of like Dr. Ruth, Dr. Drew, very hetero, very white people. How do you mm-hmm. feel like being someone who ain't all that, but rather a person of color in the LGBTQ plus community in that space? I feel very like I need to work twice as hard to get the traction I'm getting. Because like say, I don't know. There's this one educator uh, by the name of Kim Anami. She's not an educator because she's absolutely racist and spreads a lot of misinformation with like COVID and the vagina and all that. And she has like 300 something thousand followers. I don't know if she blocked me, Uh, but like the Asian community made it very apparent that like her video on the jade egg in your vagina while she's wearing yellow face was absolutely disgusting and wrong and she just blocked everyone that was like calling her out on it including me and it's so hard to get those numbers because people don't listen to queer people to uh people of color you know Uh, they see a face that's like familiar and friendly like a white person like dr ruth dr drew or whatever else and they're like okay that's trustworthy and then they see a face like mine it's like oh asian with like who's also an escort is that really the best source for sex education uh, yeah, because like a lot of people who look for sex that are like waspy white women mm. and they look for other waspy white women or waspy white women adjacent. So it's very annoying. So I have to work extra hard to get uh, more downloads, more views, more readers. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody who's not white, straight, you know, even male, white, straight males, it's so on. It's difficult. Uh, I have like, I, I barely broke a thousand on my Instagram killing me i want more i'm spreading the good word here and it's from four years of escorting i have had sex with with over a thousand people already so every follower you get yeah right so i hope that like my word is gospel in a way that like i know what i'm doing i know what i'm talking about um you noted that sex should be fun and funny what -hmm. are some like quick examples that you can share with people to bring a little comedy into the bedroom so for example somebody is having or i don't know you're having anal and there's act there's like an accidental fart uh instead of being like ew gross you can be like did you have tacos today (laughs) (laughs) because it's so like you know shit happens (laughs) unintended right shit happens it's happened to me it's happened to a lot of my clients and a lot of the guys i've had sex with because you know it's it's a bodily function shouldn't make such a big deal out of it Uh, you can and it doesn't even have to be like during sex you can do it outside of the bedroom like i don't know you see like a hot couple you're walking with your boo and you're like what do you think of them they're kind of hot like did you want to like i don't know what's making you think of dirty thoughts right now so 
s- things like that and that's some that's a moment that you can have to yourself you don't actually have to act out on it kind of like a crush right mm-hmm. you don't have to act out on it but it's a moment that you can have for yourself and that's something that you can take back to the bedroom and masturbate to your thoughts later very true very true like you can watch loki and then take that, <sighs> that. <laughs> i literally just scroll through tumblr blogs and just leave loki on streaming and i have my magic wand at the ready and it's just so beautiful <laughs> like i cry it hurts he was here in toronto too have yeah. you ever like gotten like a chance to be near him i almost had a chance to be near him i think it was during one of those like comic cons here in toronto uh, mm-hmm. uh but I had something else happening that day and I had to be out of the country. I was like, fuck. Till we meet again, Tom Hiddleston. I'm sure he'll oh. do another and another and another. Oh yeah, because he knows me. I'm, <laughs> I'm sending out my my erotic energy to Thomas William Hiddleston. <laughs> He's going to feel it. I'm sure you'll meet him. He feels him. it right now. He feels it right now. He was right beside, he took a selfie with some fans at a building right beside where I work. And I'm like, <gasps> no, why am I not there right now? I was a, the, yeah, I can imagine. It hurt. It hurt. Let's talk about this <laughs> podcast people can consume. You started yeah. it about a month after I started mine last year. Were you also bored out of your mind and looking for human connection <laughs> after the pandemic? Um, <laughs> Well, for me, I started my podcast because before the launch of the pod, I was doing house calls, you know, when my business started in New York and it was word of mouth. And this was in 2019 in the summer. So I was like word of mouth and it spread of word, it spread here in Toronto. So like I was doing a lot of house calls and coaching and one-on-ones. But then at the peak of the pandemic, I'm like, fuck, I can't like go to my clients' houses anymore. How do I help them? Uh, I don't have like a Zoom subscription. So how do I spread the word of sex positivity in a more uh, accessible way? And then Sex Ed with Tim, the podcast was born just so I can reach out to as many people as possible from the comfort of my home. I've had a couple of sex experts on the show and I'm always amazed at the type of guests that sex podcasters have on. It's like you'll have a BDSM pro, a porn star, a kink expert. There's like so many careers out there that are tied to sex, but do any stand out to you that have made you go, hmm, that's, um, that's not a career you hear about every day? Not really. Mostly <laughs> because I've, I've lived it all. I, I've like I said, escorting for four years, you kind of see a huge chunk of human sexuality. I'll never see every little bit, but I have seen quite a lot. Uh, but in terms of what kind of threw me back a bit was uh, FinDom, financial dominatrix. So someone who controls the client's uh, cash flow. I met up with a FinDom while I was escorting and tried to see how to get into that. One of my clients was interested in giving me his credit card for like a whole hour and I just spend it, spend it, spend it. And he got off on like his phone getting notifications like your card has been used here for this much dollars. And he was like, oh my God, spend more. 
How do you get into that? How do you get into that? Well, sorry, it's been. Honest. Yeah, and like it's a good thing that my client lived in like the rich part of Toronto, which is like uh, the Strip is a street, and it's just full of boutique shops like Gucci, Dolce and Gabbana, uh, Diesel, like all the high end stuff like Harry Rosen, Holt Renfrew, all that. So it's like he would text me and be like, "That's it, spend more." I'm like, oh, okay, because my first purchase was like. Uh, Froyo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know exactly what it was. Like, just a Froyo? I'm like, oh, okay. I got myself a suit. Uh, fucking, what else did I get? Uh, tickets to some conventions. Uh, I was about to buy a car. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. Maybe that's a little much. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, slow down, slow down. <laughs> yeah, slow down. Like, he is like rich, but not like you know not amazon ceo rich not like, a, like a prince a saudi prince or something oh my that god i have been with politicians oh yeah yeah those like with a lot of my clients i've had to sign ndas because uh, they're high up the food chain and they don't want the general public knowing about their depravity which i'm like that's a lot to unpack but okay whatever makes you happy let's do this nda <laughs> so hmm. yeah yeah, Are they kinkier than most? I imagine. Um, from my experience, yes, but they don't necessarily have the means to practice their kinks. So they're like, I've always wondered about what you would do if you choked me. I'm like, okay, well, let's do it here. And then the kinks gradually start to get a little more aggressive and rough. But with the higher ups, they are willing to explore kinks mostly because they don't have that kind of time in their personal life so that's why they hire me <laughs> they can afford me i'm really interested in the spin dominatrix i'm like yeah wow you're just gonna yeah. give me money <laughs> <laughs> just access to your card and then you just spend it okay great Speaking of guests, do you have like any in the coming weeks that you're excited about? In June, I will be having an all-clear guest lineup uh, with the most famous guest I've ever had on my show, which will premiere at the end of June, at the end of Pride Month, is the one and only Jiggly Caliente. Ooh! Yeah, so... <laughs> Who has the history of the worst runways on Drag Race Book. Yeah, I know. We love her. <laughs> We love her so much. Um, so, like, we talk about her Filipina pride and her journey into her trans identity and what drag had to do with it. Um, I'm also having porn stars, uh, both gay and straight, uh, in June. And, yeah, just a bunch of exciting things for the show. So please tune into Sex It With Tim, new episodes every other Thursday with bonus episodes in the middle at my discretion. <laughs> And can you tell lovely people where they can find you online? Sure. So uh, if you want to hear more of the garbage that spews out of my mouth, my disgusting unbrushed mouth, because I just ate dinner and didn't brush my teeth, uh, you can find me on sexedwithtim.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at sexedwithtim. There's also the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. I also have a Patreon for bonus episodes. And if you are interested in a sex toy, go to goodforher.com and use sexedwithtim10 at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase and they ship worldwide. 
and you have your tumbler that has the Tom Hiddleston <laughs> penis <laughs> doodles. Oh my god. <laughs> I should just like look for my notebook and scan it and <laughs> save it onto my tumbler which nobody will ever find. <laughs> And just have that dirty little secret that for myself. Be, that could be like extra on Patreon. Seventeen-year-old <laughs> <laughs> me doodles of a penis. Five dollars, especially Tom Hiddleston's penis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> My husband just like, walked by the door and was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, been, he's been out. Hi, husband. <laughs> so, We're talking so, about penises. <laughs> He's used to it. So, Tim, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about penises and all the good stuff and your movie star crush. And everyone, you can find all of Tim's information below. And until next time, keep crushing it.